Think about your favorite artist and when they're about to drop something new, what is what are they doing? Like what does their promotion plan look like? I get like they may have a label and there's a machine behind them, but I'm not even necessarily talking about the money. What I'm talking about is the type of content that they're dropping. Like, do you guys have behind the scenes, you know, footage? Sometimes even if I don't have footage, I'll have like a nice photo, maybe something I did in a photo shoot. But in the caption, I'm explaining the the motivation behind the song or something that I went through. Like, that's yeah. what your supporters want to know about. What's going on, everybody? I go by the name of Mike Sarge. I am a music artist, um, a speaker, and just overall, I'm just a creative. Uh, and my focus is not just dropping music on, just on the artist side, but it's also helping out uh, other music creatives, not only like put out the best music that they can put out, uh, but also helping them like stay motivated because it's, it's hard when you're an artist and you're focusing on music and then mixing and mastering and the promotion, all that good stuff. Uh, sometimes you can stress yourself out. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you can look at what everyone else is doing and going, man, is this, is this meant for me? Uh, so, you know, that's, that's what I do. Uh, I make videos uh, and I, and I, you know, I try to make it fun. You know, sometimes I'll throw in a meme or a SpongeBob, you know, video every now and again <laughs> to keep things like, uh, but that's me in a nutshell. I'm just a regular dude that likes making dope stuff. Yeah, and then the cool thing is, so I actually hit up Mike um, like, like months ago because like back when I was just getting into making music marketing content, um, I was looking online to see what other people were doing, and I found his channel, and I, I hit him up, and I think I got the wrong email or something because we just never connected. And then like mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago or something, just like you commented on one of my videos, and I was like, that's the guy that I hit up, and uh, <laughs> here we are. So this is kind of the the beauty of. Uh, the internet and <laughs> kind of like networking right. with people. Um, but yeah, so so if you're interested, there's going to be links in the description of the video where you can go and uh, check out his channel. Not in this one, um, just because of the live stream one, I don't have the links ready. But if you want to check him out, just look up Mike Sarge on YouTube. And the cool thing is, if you like my channel, you will love his channel. It's like the same types of content, but like he has his own unique spin on it and his own level of experiences. And, and um, the first thing I wanted to dive into is that you've only been doing YouTube for a year or so. Yeah. And you are you already hit the 1,000 subscriber mark. And a lot of people might not realize this, but uh, hitting a 1,000 subscribers in your first year is actually kind of, like, really good. <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to dive into, uh, for, for you as, as, I mean, you do the music marketing stuff, but as an artist and creative, what do you think led you to be able to hit that, that landmark? Um, at a pretty fast pace. Like, what, what do you think that really accelerated that? That's a good question. Um, I'll say the first thing is um, being active on social media. And when I say active, I think most people think I, I'm referring to just making posts. Uh, being active as in like, I might spend maybe 20 minutes or like maybe making a post, but then I might spend like another 45 just going through and commenting on other people's stuff. Um, and, and, and stuff that I actually like, don't just start leaving a comment, you know, you know, being robotic, like, Hey, dope. And then people are like, what's dope. This is actually about like my grandmother or something, you know, like (laughs) actually be paying attention to the post, you know, like things that you like, uh, comment on things that you like, share things that you like. And, uh, uh, you know, naturally people are going to be like, wait, who's this person? And then they're going to go on your profile and they're going to check out what you do. And if they like, if they like what you do, then naturally they're going to follow and leave comments on your stuff too. That's the hope. Uh, that's one of them. And then being a part of, especially on, on Facebook, being a part of other groups, 
um, where you're learning skills. So whether it's I'm in a few YouTube groups, I'm in a few uh, music artist groups, I'm in a few producer groups. So when you're in these groups and everyone's not like self-promoting, but they're rather trying to help each other, then when you're building those connections with people and they follow you and they're paying attention, they're like, oh, wait, he does videos. And then yeah. just naturally, you know, because you support them, they're going to want to support you. And that domino effect just happens. So now if you like, if they like something you do and they decide to share it now, you're, you know, you're exposed to their audiences and, and vice versa. So um, I think that probably helped me out the most was just being like genuinely me. Because uh, people yeah. know when you're not being authentic and when you're kind of being fake, you're just like, hey, check out my track. Hey, check this out. Check Like people were like, oh, that's, that's great, but I'm trying to promote my stuff too. So why should I check out your stuff? So I, yeah. I say just being authentic and, and building legitimate, like genuine uh, relationships with people definitely help me out. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, a lot of people on social media, when they when people say you got to like post more and engage more, they, they think that equates to leaving those types of comments that are like, hey, I'm a 15-year-old producer from France. Um, I would love it if you checked out my first song and gave me some feedback and leaving that like 10,000 times across social right. media. and yep. or, or even just doing like your example, like, hey, dope. Like it's it's not really what you want to do. The, the way that, that I recommend doing it, which it sounds exactly what you just said, is act like the people you're engaging with are people in the real world like if that person was standing there showing you that post would you walk up to them mm -hmm. and say hey dope probably not you either wouldn't walk up to them at all or you mm -hmm. would come and be like oh hey man that's that's really cool like what what inspired you to make that or something you know or hey i did something similar to that like what was your process and mm -hmm. uh it sounds like that's that's exactly what you're talking about <laughs> absolutely 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 i, I try to I even try to tell artists, like, even if you want to work with other artists, like, you know, mess it in. This happens to me a lot, uh, whether it's an artist of another genre or within the same genre, I'll get like a DM on IG that says, yo, <laughs> and like, what is, what, what am I supposed to do with this? One, I, one, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know what you want. And at that point, it's like, I'm going to move on. And it's nothing against that person, but you know, guys in building relationships, like you have to put forward like a little bit of effort, like, hey, yeah. you know, my name is so-and-so um, and I checked out a couple of your videos or dope or I checked out your posts. I like your content. Um, here's a link to one of my songs if you have the time. You know, that's a that's a yeah. completely different conversation than just, yo. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I, I get a lot of, you know, as I mentioned uh, earlier, I get a lot of emails um, to my email because I leave it open for people to contact me and I can't reply to everyone. But the way I prioritize that is if someone messages me and, and says something like, I need help with Facebook ads. It's like, okay, cool. So now just to find out what your problem is, I have to reply to you and then wait for your reply and then reply again. If someone mm -hmm. messages me and says, Andrew, I, I liked your videos. I watched this one and this one, and I tried to set this up, but I couldn't figure out this one aspect. Here's a screenshot of what I did. Like, I know you're busy. What do you think? And then they set me up to like narrow in and focus and answer their question. And I realize that not everyone is out there is promoting like doing music marketing content. You might mm -hmm. you're doing like music, but think about when you're reaching out to to someone like you want to be specific. You don't just want to say yo. You like if you're trying to network or something, you should say, "Hey man, like I checked out your songs. Like we're kind of in the same niche and we're kind of the same audience size. Like want to like." 
have a phone call or something or do a Zoom call. Right. So what like mm-hmm. what advice would you give uh, artists who are trying trying to network? Like if you said, um, let's say someone's like a hip hop artist, just because there's so many hip hop artists out nowadays. Right. Um, and they're trying they're just trying to grow their their network and they're trying to reach out to people like what are some kind of a good examples you would give for how they can do that in terms of like what they would actually say <laughs> just off the top of your head yeah um i would start well i'll say i'll, I'll give two examples one i'll give a pre-covid example right <laughs> um and because and at some point it's going to end yeah. uh I, that's that's what we're hopeful for right yeah um so an example I'll give is um, being involved in your community, right? Uh, I think I think we've granted social media is a great thing and it allows it allows us to connect with people um, even if we're at a distance. Uh, but I think sometimes we then put uh, less value or less effort into going out and meeting other artists in our community and networking with them because the truth is when you want to throw a show or something like that, yeah, you're going to invite your friends and family and your coworkers and stuff like that. But if you know other artists and they're going to be willing to come out, they'll probably bring their fans and their supporters too. Um, and I think sometimes we, we miss that portion. Um, another, another example is for me, like I, I like going to conferences. Um, yeah. Whether it's just music, music conferences, uh, seminars, things like that, because I'm now meeting other professionals or maybe people that know uh, more than me other musicians that have been doing it longer than me, get to tell their stories, uh, give advice on marketing, merch, all that other stuff. And what's cool about it is when you guys leave and go back to where you're originally from, if I have questions now, I actually have like a a connection with that person and they'll remember me like, um, you know, I might send them a message like, hey, this is this is Sarge. I I met you at this, you know, this uh, music conference. We, We had a drink, we did this. And I remember you talking about merch and I have this question about merchandise. Now yeah. to them, it's like, I'm not this random person. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember, I remember him. And now that, that personal connection happens and now they're not viewing you as just a random person that's trying to get something from them. It's a, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's legitimate. I did talk about this. All right, let me answer your question. So uh, what I would say is like any opportunity um, to, to grow and learn, like jump at those. Now uh, for the person that asked, well, we're, we're in COVID right now yeah. uh, and everyone's <laughs> kind of stuck. How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to network with people, right? Well, you can still do that through uh, through groups through, on, on social media. Um, so if you know other artists uh, that are on social media, like be engaged with them. If anything, you can create a group and invite all your artist friends in there and say like, yeah. hey, this is a way for us to all support each other, not necessarily spam each other with you know <laughs> each other's music, uh, but for us to discuss like how we can grow if someone finds a really good link to someone that does really good mixing and mastering, hey, can y'all drop it in the group? Things like that. So um, that's what legitimate you know, networking is. Uh, the example I like to give is what networking is not is meeting you for the first time, never having a conversation with you later. And then six months after I'm like, hey, can you do something for me? Yeah. Like, that's, not, that's, not, that's not networking. That's just asking for a favor. Uh, networking is me getting to know you a little bit, see what your needs are, you seeing what my needs are. And then if I'm able to f- help fulfill that, you know, help you out. Or if I know someone that could help you out doing that, that's actual networking. It's, it's building a connection of people, uh, a bubble together um, so that we, we all benefit from it. But if just if we know that one person's kind of draining us because all they do is take, 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 
then most of the time you're going to kind of push those people to the side. Yeah, totally. And and that's kind of the difference between a, a friend and a connection versus a uh, like a, a customer, I guess. <laughs> like, like there's there's yeah. two types of, of value you can get from someone. Either you're connected with them and you kind of trade value. My hair keeps flopping down. Um, or <laughs> and you trade value. Or if they're not giving you any value, then you're probably going to be charging for whatever you uh, you do for them, right? So, and the mm-hmm. same. I think the same would go for a like making a circle of of like connections in like a group and like engaging with people you know if, if there's always someone in that group that's like hey i need help with this hey i need help with this like eventually people are going to just start ignoring their questions and just like mm-hmm. skip them and go to the next one at least what i found you'll you'll kind of see who the who the leeches are when you're in those like i don't know uh ableton live groups on facebook or fl studio groups or whatever yeah there's there's always some um, uh mike in the chat's asking uh what's your instagram Oh, I'm the I'm the only one. You can just type in Mike Sarge S A R G E. Uh, I'm the only one that you will you will find. And uh, you'll it's funny because like I'm actually wearing something very similar to my profile picture. So uh, <laughs> you, you'll you'll notice it on the spot. You'll you'll know it. You'll know it's me. So feel free to ask any any questions. I'm 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 very uh, uh, open to them. So go for it. Nice, nice. So uh, I, as you know, on this channel, I talk a lot about Facebook ads. And I'm a big proponent about using Facebook ads for artists to grow their music. And of course, also like the social media stuff. But like what I'm generally known for is is the ads. But for you and your experience growing your own music account, because you actually have a you have a pretty decent sized following on like Spotify, for example. Um, what what are the things you've done that to grow your audience or what are like the biggest, most uh, impact things you've done to grow your artist account? No, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think this is a question that, that is coming up more and more with artists. It seems like more and more every day. Um, for sure, Facebook ads, like for sure, Facebook ads. Um, I, I think it is probably one of the most effective, um, if not the most effective, especially considering if you're an independent artist and you might already feel like you have uh, limited resources. And the, the cool thing about Facebook ads is you don't have to go over your budget. Like you can go like this is how much I can only spend per month on ads. And you can stick to that and, and slowly grow uh, your following. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, for me, Facebook ads uh, is, a, is a major uh, component. Um, still to an extent, you know, blogs, uh, paying attention to, to blogs. And uh, I mainly like to focus on the smaller ones. And I, and I say that because I, I, I've always felt like if you invest in the people when they're, when they're I guess, small, or no one's really paying attention to the to them, then uh, as they grow, um, they'll have a greater appreciation for you just showing them support, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So they're they're you know they're ones that they're still small. Like when I started, you know, uh, doing music, they were small, and then there's some other ones that have kind of grown over time. And because I was with them when they started, whenever I drop anything, like I'm not paying anything. They're just like, hey, don't worry about it. Just send us the cover art. And we'll, and we'll yeah. put it up or we'll put it on our, our Spotify playlist. Uh, so that's why that networking portion that we mentioned earlier, it's important, guys. Like, it, 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 even if you look at someone and you're like, man, that person, they, they got a little blog. I'm not trying to, mm, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to pay $25 just for them to post on their IG or their Facebook. But guys, that that is literally an investment because you don't know what's going to happen with it. Like, you don't know yeah. if that blog's going to blow up. And then you just don't want to make that regret later. 
or maybe even it may not even be and sometimes we do this as artists as a mistake sometimes we look at a person and might go eh, i don't know if they can help me immediately and what we're missing is you especially in the music industry you don't know who knows who yeah so so that initial person may not be the person that'll give you the big break or might not give you the the placement on a spotify playlist that you're looking at but maybe who they know might so there's a bit of humility that comes with it so um i'll say for sure facebook ads i'll say for sure blogs and and, and just connecting with people and then um i'll say using social media effectively because i think every yeah. like just about everyone uses social media but using it effectively is a whole nother like yeah. monster uh having a plan for your releases so uh i don't want to i don't want to take shots at people um <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to use a good example so if you have a release and then your next three to four posts for that release is only of the cover the song cover the album cover it's not good enough I'm sorry. Right. Because what's because what's going to end up happening is if someone's already seen that cover, then they may just scroll past it. Like, oh, maybe this is a, a duplicate post or they just posted the same thing or just out of pity they might, you know, like it and keep scrolling, hmm. right? But they may not go check out the song. So, just be creative. All right, one time I might post the album cover, the next time it might the cover might be in a video, a promo video, you know, with uh some distortion on it with the song in the background of the video. Um, you know, yeah. something, something I like to do is make funny clips and then, <laughs> um, and then, you know, randomly the video cuts and I might come back and go, okay, yeah, I just want to promote my new song it has nothing to do with this funny meme, but, uh, go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and now it's stuck in your head. You're like, that was so random, but because it was random, I'm actually going to go check this out. Uh, so yeah. And, so and there are a number of ways that you can be creative. Yeah. And uh, I always think about every piece of content you do around the release to be kind of like a hook in the ocean, so to speak. Like every mm -hmm. time you make a post, it's it's pull it's getting X amount of impressions. And that's kind of like pulling people in. So like one strategy I've done is for a release to literally have 50 social media posts for a single. And that's not like unique mm -hmm. posts. It's like, you, know, you might have like five posts on Instagram about it. You might have 10 story posts. You might have 10 tweets about it. A couple Facebook mm -hmm. pages, a YouTube video. Um, and you don't want them all to be the same hook. Like just, I mean, like with fish, you could fool the same fish twice with, with the same hook and lore. But with like people, you might need to disguise your hook with a different lures, lure, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Which meaning like you might make a meme, but really the whole purpose of that meme is to get people to check out your new song. They might not realize that until they read the caption. But when they do, they're going to be like, they're going to feel more engaged with you. Because you, 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 you didn't just force your music on them you you showed them something of value that they enjoyed Definitely. and then the, if they like the song uh maybe it's playing in the background like they're gonna be a lot more likely to check it out i think absolutely like i, I think sometimes as artists like we forget that we're fans as well so yeah. think about your favorite artist like think about your favorite artist and when they're about to drop something new what is what are they doing like what does their promotion plan look like i get like they may have a label and there's a machine behind them but I'm not even necessarily talking about the money. What I'm talking about is the type of content that they're dropping. Like, do you guys have behind the scenes, you know, footage? Sometimes even if I don't have footage, I'll have like a nice photo, maybe something I did in a photo shoot. But in the caption, I'm explaining the, the motivation behind the song or something that I went through. Like, that's yeah. what your supporters want to know about. 
Like, why did you give it this name? Why did you name the album that way? Like, what was the motivation behind the single? You know, th- those are things that people want to know and, and see. You know, if there's a, I, something I've been um, a huge proponent of, huge fan of, like, infuse your personality into your release strategy. Like, I, I love, like, jokes and roasting at times and memes. So I might have a meme, a SpongeBob meme, and it may say, um, it may say like five, five days until the release of said song. And then it'll have like Patrick with the like open mouth face, the, you know, <laughs> like do things that you would do um, because that's why they're there. They're not just there for your, for your music. It's your music plus your personality and your message and your story and who you are. And I think sometimes we forget that you are a fan too. So pay attention to your favorite artists as you already follow them on social media. What are they doing for their releases? Yeah, uh, almost every single person I've talked about that's had any kind of success promoting their music, they all bring up the idea of telling a story and infusing your personality into into a release. Um, mm-hmm. And I think your example is great. Like you, if you like that kind of that kind of funny meme content, you don't just have to post a funny meme with no context. You can integrate mm-hmm. that into your story. Um, Yep. And it's, it is it is hard to figure that stuff out, right? Like, I think a lot of okay. people struggle. They'll feel like, I don't have a story or whatever. But, like, mm. if you just look at, like, if you were to fill out your MySpace bio 10 years ago, right? You're, you're going to be adding certain, like, when I ask you what movies you like, what TV shows you like, what bands you like, that's one way to think about what your, your story is. Like, go fill out a profile. Like, go to your Facebook account and all those, like, little tabs where you can talk about yourself. Think about mm-hmm. what you would put into that because that's your story. Yeah. And uh, what do you think about things that artists can do to, to figure that out? Like, what, what would your answer be if someone said, I, I'm boring, I have nothing interesting about me? Like, what would you say to get them to figure out their story? Ooh. <laughs> so I think this is a good question. Um, because I, I feel like this is a this is a part of how I help people with their bios is is, is knowing their story because that's essentially what your bio is. Yeah. Um, I tell them there are generally like four to five questions that if you answer, you have your story. Um, it is where you're from, right? Uh, you know, where you were born or raised, or I guess whatever. If you're someone that traveled a lot growing up, what city and state do you claim? You know, like start yeah. there. Um, who are your influences? Right. Uh, in music, like who are your influences? What genre uh, do you like? What subgenre, I should say, do you connect with the most? So even though I'm hip hop, there's tons of subgenres. Right. You know, obviously you have conscious rap, you have trap. Oh, I guess, you know, trap and lo-fi are kind of getting intermingled uh, now in 2020. Uh, you have uh, rappers that focus on their faith, uh, Christian hip hop artists and things like that. You have uh, people that rap about anime. So there's all these little subgenres, right? What subgenre do you fit in? And then the last question I would ask you is, when did you get started and what was your motivation behind starting? Because literally your mm. motivation could take up like four sentences by itself yeah. uh, of, of your story of like why you started. And it doesn't have to be like so profound, like something happened to you or you just decided to sing or rap. It could just be like, hey, I was a young college kid who has always had a passion for music. And I decided one day, hey, why not I try it? So I tried out my yeah. roommate's old microphone or interface. And before you know it, like I just had a love for it and I've been doing shows ever since. Like it doesn't have to be super, it doesn't have to look like a superstar label signed artist bio because they have people yeah. writing it for them. 
Um, right. Just like, just be true to yourself. Just be true to yourself and, and think about your story. And, um, and, and it's, it's easy. You answer those questions and you can just run with it. Yeah. And, and the other thing is some people kind of feel like it's, uh, I feel like some people are acting like it's permanent. It's like a permanent record or something. And it's, yeah. it's really not like you can literally change it whenever you want. Cause you change mm -hmm. all the time. Like I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago, like not even close or even five years ago. Right. So I'm so glad I'm not I'm so glad I'm not. <laughs> yeah. And I think, well, I mean, I would hope that most people feel the same way. It would, it would be like, it would, it would kind of suck if they're like, I wish I was the person 10 years ago. Um, but like, you know, it's your journey is always changing. So whenever you feel like you can, update your reason for why you do it or what inspires you like just do it like i i think if you don't have any kind of bio um just i mean like i i asked a question about the story but really as you said like bio pretty much is your story like if you don't have a bio on spotify you don't have a spy a bio on youtube instagram like answer those questions and just put one there and then like in mm -hmm. two weeks come back to it and see if you if you cringe reading it and then update it um, there's, there's really nothing, uh, nothing permanent about it. <laughs> right. Uh, right. It's literally, I mean, it, to be honest, it feels like it's almost like your resume. So even if yeah. you wanted to, to put in like releases that you've done before or a particular show at a big time, uh, stage in your city, like anything that you've done, you can throw into your story, anything. And as you said, you can always edit it later. So if you don't like it and you come back six months later and you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot. I did this event. I did this talent showcase. I went to this place and I got a shout out for this person or even include features. If there are popular people in your city that you get a feature from, right. like put them in your story. Like you, those are things that you can always add. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally, man. That's, that was, that was a very good, like detailed answer. I'm really glad that's going to end up being the, uh, I started like a little side channel to put clips. That's going to mm -hmm. be its own video right there. <laughs> your, okay. your, your questions for people to, answer to figure that out um so i saw a I'm couple down. a couple of questions come in that were related to what we talked about um would you join okay. a facebook group for the purpose of like networking with other artists um with your personal page or would you make a separate one that's music related like for for that example like your personal counter page and that is a good question um because I've, I've seen people kind of flip and flop with that um and, and i will i'll say it's probably it has more to do with your comfort level so if you're someone that like maybe maybe you're you're single and it's not a big deal to you you like you're you're adding people left and right on social media and it doesn't really bother you then I mean using your personal account I don't see that being a big deal but if you're someone that say has a family um, and you're very big on security and, and you know your stuff you don't want your stuff to get hacked or you just don't want everyone in your business then using your personal account would probably I mean I'm sorry your uh, your page your artist page would probably make more sense so I'll say yeah. that's probably more to do with comfort level because I mean honestly. Uh, regardless people you know like as long as you're actually active in the group I don't think it really matters which one you you choose to yeah. use um, I would agree. it's just you know I, it, I think it's more of a comfort thing than anything else yeah and a lot of groups will because I, I mean I have my own groups and stuff and you can decide if you want to even let pages to join so some of you might be forced into using a personal account and if you're gonna do that like join with the personal account but you're, you're still that kind of person uh, that Mike said uh, that is, af is afraid of like having people go in and be able to like, I don't know, maybe see your, your wife's account and your kid's account because you can kind of see them profiles. You can control the, yeah. like, the privacy settings to, so that people can see nothing True. about you. So um, 
I personally always do my personal account when I join just to make it consistent. And, um, but I do see a ton of people with pages joining. It makes it a little easier for people to click and go find you. But, um, as you said, it kind of doesn't matter. Like if you're active in that group, people are going to know who you are. Mm-hmm. That was a good question. That was a really good question. Yeah. That was, uh, as is music. He's a regular. <laughs> um, and then Abdo asks, how do you reduce your cost per conversion? So I, I've done a bunch of videos about talking about how I optimize my Facebook campaigns, but this is probably just a good general question to dive into what your strategy is doing Facebook ads now that you've mentioned that you, you use them. What's your general kind of campaign layout and or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, like mine, I'll say it's very, very uh, similar to the way that you've been like teaching people. I think normally I, I put a lot of onus on the, the audiences uh, mm -hmm. when I start, because um, I find that if you if you're focused on the wrong, uh, I guess, group of people, um, you, you could be wasting money. Um, I have a friend that his style is very, very like old school. Um, and like I found that it's not that he was making his ads correctly. It was the audiences that he wasn't necessarily focusing in on uh, as well. Um, so like, you know, it wouldn't necessarily benefit him 100 percent to have a, like Drake in his, you know, artist. It, it, it just wouldn't. Um, but there is an old school hip hop interest uh, that he could use. So I, I'd say like focus in, like be very specific about the the interest portion and then that's also what testing is for um so yeah. if there are a couple that you like and just go hmm, i kind of want to test all of these you know i want to test like maybe four or five and then see which one uh, i'm big on like i want to test it for say maybe 24 maybe even 48 hours uh different ones and then i'm like okay which ones are performing the best okay these aren't doing so well so let me turn these off and then uh continue on and seeing okay what that looks like compared to my cost and then, um, and then obviously once I have enough doing a, uh, a lookalike and to, to, to save me more and then compare and see what works out. So, uh, focus, focus on your, focus on, um, on the audiences, but in order to do that, I have to say this to artists, you have to know your sound. Like you yeah. have to know, cause I know artists like to say, well, I don't sound like anyone. <laughs> Time out. That's not true. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> there, there, yes. There's only one you, as far as the artist but sound like everyone fits into a particular sound. I mentioned the different subgenres and things. Like if you're a trap artist trying to uh, pitch to conscious fans or lo-fi fans, you're not helping yourself. Right. Uh, so, know, so know your sound in your particular genre and that will help you out a lot. Yeah, that was, that was, that's literally the exact answer I would give. So heck yeah, man. <laughs> Down to a T, that is, that is exactly what I would do. Uh, doing doing split tests by a different targeting and ad sets, like figuring out your cost over the first couple of days of a campaign, making a lookalike mm -hmm. audience once you have enough data. Um, and you brought up a good point that you really do need to understand your your sound or what who you sound like when you're getting into this. Otherwise, you're just going to waste a bunch of money. Um, mm -hmm. And honestly, that's that's something that's that's take it's taken me a long time to figure out. So, what would you say? If, if an artist is like, like, oh my God, who do I sound like? I can't think of a single artist to target. Um, how would you advise them figuring that out? Mm, um, I'll say, okay, I guess there are a few things. I guess there's a few things I can say. So if you're an artist that say, like you've been on Spotify for a while, right? Uh, the related artist section of your profile 
it is a dead giveaway. Um, and, and Spotify is not saying like, this is who you sound like. What Spotify is saying is when people listen to uh, a artist, artist A, these are the other four, four, four or five artists that that listeners listen to as well, right? So then if you're if you're paying attention to that and you're listening, you're like, oh, I do kind of have a similar sound as this person. Um, that'll help you out if you've been on Spotify for a while. Um, another yeah. thing I would say is if you're a person that has a team around you or you're surrounded by other artists, ask them. Um, and that, that helps you with these groups as well. Like if you're in a, if you're in like three different groups that have say a hundred plus people in it easily, which you can find tons of Facebook groups that have oh, yeah. over a hundred people, uh, for your genre, I promise you, you can do that now. Um, you just, just ask in the group, like, Hey, I'm really trying to grow as an artist. And I just really want to know, like, who do I sound like or who, you know, what does my sound remind you of, you know, what, you know, sub genre do I fit in? And those will be unbiased opinions, right? Because they're just listening to your music. A lot of times if you ask family and sometimes friends, it's like, oh, it's good. It's good. You know, it's good stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I continue to get better as an artist because my family was wrong when I first started. I, yeah. I cringe at some of my old music. Me too. Um, <laughs> Me too. So, yeah, like just, just getting in communities like this, guys, the fact that you're in communities like this and you're watching videos and doing things, uh, watching videos like this, you know, ask the people that you're in communication with and go, hey, guys, I'm working on a single, but I'm not sure who to push this to. Because um, it's the same thing with blogs. You can't push music to blogs if you're sending them to blogs that their focus is primarily, um, let's say, like, it, it's metal, right? If, yeah. But if you're not a metal artist, why are you sending your music to them? You're wasting your time, your money, and their time and their money. Um, so right, that's why yeah. I mentioned earlier your sound. You have to know your sound in order to, to keep moving. Yeah, and uh, when you when you go to ask those people and you get an answer, uh, one thing that that I would say is to kind of keep an open mind because it's it's probably gonna you might disagree like when, when someone says mm -hmm. um, like you go to those groups or whatever and you say hey like what do I sound like and they say for example like I don't know Justin Bieber and you're just like you know mm -hmm. screw you man <laughs> like whatever because maybe you don't like Justin <laughs> Bieber um, and this happened with uh, with a friend of mine uh, Adamant who's who's uh, I'm working on a song with actually I, I was helping him get an ad rolling for his most recent single and you know, we're on the, on the phone, I'm like getting the targeting set, and I'm like, who, who do you think you sound like? And he's like, some people say that I, I kind of sound like Justin Bieber, but I don't really get it. And I was like, no, like, you don't really sound like Justin Bieber necessarily, but people who like his music are going to love your song. Like, you that's go. a big distinction. Like, you, you might hate a lot of the artists you sound like. I know for mm -hmm. me, there's artists that, like, fans of that music might like my music, but I don't like their music. And it's, it's, it's not necessarily sound alike, but like you're, you're in this ballpark where uh, it's, it's close enough for targeting purposes. And mm -hmm. um, what you said about like, like community like this, like if, if, any of, if any of you watching this are struggling, every Monday I have a music review live stream. Um, and if you submit to that, feel free to say when you submit, like, could you like ask the, ask the live stream like to comment what artists they think I sound like? And I've done that before. People will be like, Hey, who can you help me tell me what I sound like? And I'll just tell the chat, like, this person wants to know who they sound like. Like, let me know in the chat. Mm -hmm. And then that gives them like five or ten options that they can go and explore. And then uh yeah. there's plenty of other channels too. Like I'm I'm not the only one that does a, a music for your sure. live stream. So <laughs> and no, like it uh the, the thing I like to tell artists is like 
you know when you first start uh when you you're when you're a baby artist when you're a beginner artist right and you start looking for for production and and, and music that you can either sing or rap on you you make the mistake of at first just grabbing instrumentals that you like and there comes a point where you realize okay there's a difference between beats that i like and beats that i sound good on those are those are two different things and it's a, it's a similar thing with this you know you might feel like you're in a particular pocket or a particular space and then you might find out that with the particular message that you have in your music plus your production plus your experiences and the things that like it represents you might find out that you're in a completely different lane uh, and that's yeah. okay it's it's like it's not it's as an artist it's not your job to determine what space that or what lane you're in that's for your supporters and the people listening to determine um yeah. all you should be really focused on is is your music dope and do you know how to effectively effectively like market yourself that's what you should focus on the most don't worry about being positioned or compared to other people make the, as, as good a music as you can and then push it out right yeah i agree and i i think that's where a lot of um preliminary research goes into like before you even go into get into ads for example which we just talked about um doing all like the social media strategies that that we talked about before and then posting content and releasing music and making it as good as possible so that by the time you even get to for example the ad stage or pitching to a blog you know mm -hmm. you, you you can you, you understand what type of people like your music what other music they like and you can reach out to a blog and say if someone likes like hey i saw that you like elenium you're gonna love this like this is a this is like what people say my music sounds like or whatever. Like depends on who you're talking to, you're gonna phrase it differently. But by doing all that stuff ahead of time before you're getting to, to actual the marketing side, the like, I guess not the non-organic aspect of marketing where you're like reaching out to people and putting ads in front of people. If you do all that stuff first, it's gonna be a lot easier for you, I think. And your costs are gonna sure. be better too. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Uh, who asked this? How important are blog? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, let's 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 dive into that because I I have I have a perspective on that, but I, I want to hear what you think first. Okay, uh, so uh, for those people that are not seeing the question, it says how important are blogs nowadays for a young upcoming artist, considering that most of the youth are into social media and not into reading blogs. Okay, that is a really good question, and here's my response because um, I mentioned uh, smaller blogs before, and. And I actually had a few people that knew me when I first started uh, rapping and they were like, why are you putting stuff on these blogs that no one's really paying attention to, right? Here's the other part. As an artist, there's something that you need and it's called social proof. Social proof that you are a legitimate artist, right? So I might know that this blog may only have, let's not even go thousand. So let's say, let's say this blog only has 200 followers on Instagram or on Facebook, right? But when I take a screenshot that they reposted my album or my song or my music video, you know how many people, you know uh, how many people are going to know the followers of that blog? Zero. Zero. Like your family doesn't know. Your friends don't know. No one knows unless yeah. they've used their service, right? Only other music artists will know, but you're not trying to impress other bands, other rappers, other singers anyway. So when that happens, it's like, oh, snap, my buddy, his, his new song was put on. Uh, on this uh, radio station blog or on this on this uh, special blog here or on Reverb Nation, on this, on that. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's 
now they see you as a serious artist that like now is different right. like you may know that there's only like 200 followers but they don't so that's why blogs are important you need that social proof so over time and that should be a part of your uh promo release honestly uh i like to not just post the album cover or hey it's out i like to go all right album cover today tomorrow this screenshot of this blog and what they said the day after a post a clip a screenshot of a music review someone said about one of my songs you're adding this momentum yeah. because the truth is sometimes it takes multiple posts for people to go check something out um yeah. it, it does like you could post today hey new single today that dropped and someone might like and comment and say congrats or it's fire but then it may take them the day after like oh snap someone else did this someone else said something about his song okay okay then the day after, oh, wow, someone said something about her her song. I still haven't checked that out. And by the yeah. fourth post that you make about some other blog or someone leaving a comment, they're going to be like, all right, let me go check this out. Is this really the hype? And then they listen to it and you get a leg up. Like they're not mm. coming into it assuming it's bad. They're actually coming into it thinking of it already being good because other people, you've been pushing that people have been putting it in a positive light. So now, even if they think the song is okay, you still got them to listen. Like, that's the important thing. Like you got them to listen. Yeah. That is a stream in favor of you. So blogs are important, not necessarily from the standpoint of you want them to go read something. It's more of just a social proof that, hey, I'm legitimate. I do this. I'm not just this regular, like sitting on my couch, indie artist, like, no, I do this for real. So um, yeah. that, that would be my response uh, to that is building that social proof. Yeah, that's that's an incredibly important aspect that I, I wasn't even going to bring up. So I'm glad that, that you put so much emphasis on that, because that's true. Like every single time I get a blog placement or let's say a YouTube channel shares my song or a playlist adds me like I'm going to share all of that because all of that makes me look good. And it makes the curator who who covered that content happy, which deepens the relationship mm -hmm. uh, between you and that curator. Um, now, what I was going to bring up is that for a blog, even let's say they have 200 readers but like chances are if someone reads a music blog they're like literally as diehard of a music fan as you could possibly find right like who who you might think who the heck reads music blogs in 2020 True. the most diehard music fans in the world so uh that's that's kind of the biggest one of the biggest advantages of course there's social proof and there's like the search engine optimization of having your name across the web and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. One of the bigger things that I would say, it's, it's that, like, you don't just want to find fans. You want to find, like, sorry, let me rephrase, rephrase that. You don't just want to find listeners. You want to find fans and preferably diehard fans, the most hardcore mm -hmm. people, people who are going to listen to every song you put out. They're going to go share your stuff online. That's worth a lot more than just some random person on a playlist, you know? Mm-hmm. A hundred, a hundred percent. Like if you can get people to go out of their way, to stop what they're doing, to let's say even read a long caption that you put for your IG post or your Facebook post or whatever, that means they're a legitimate fan of yours. Like if they're willing yeah. to share, you know, your music video and leave a comment, like at the top of the video, like, yo, go check this out. This is fire. This is dope or whatever. That is a legitimate fan and that's what you want like you want what we call them super fans that's yeah. that's that's what you want super, super fans are people that like it doesn't matter what you post uh they're gonna like it they're gonna comment they're gonna share if it's in an email list if you put pre-orders open they're pre-ordering that day they're trying to get your merch if it's new that's what you guys want you want super fans right yeah and then someone asked a follow-up to this whereas um 
what tips would you give someone for pitching to a blog? Which is kind of a whole, whole can of worms. Um, <laughs> we talked a little bit Ooh, about that before yeah. with like how you would reach out to someone and, and network. Um, yeah. But what do you think about just in terms of like specifically pitching to a blog? You know, blog, I'll admit to you, blogs can be tricky sometimes um, because, and, and please guys understand like the, I guess the plight of the blogs. There are hundreds of thousands of artists out there all fighting for the same thing. We're all fighting for, I guess, more attention, you know, getting the opportunity to, to have our music shown to, to hundreds of thousands of people, right? So they're getting tons of submissions, especially if it's a super popular one. Um, if, if it's a smaller one, you know, like look around their site, just about every blog has instructions on how to submit music. Please follow those instructions to a T. Do not just go like, mm, I'm going I'm to send them this email and I'm just going to throw in some random link in the email, especially if it, if it says in their instructions, do not send a link attached to the email. Or if they say, do not attach to the email, send a link, follow the instructions to a T because what ends up happening. And I find with these blogs is they will just either ignore it, ignore your email or they'll delete it because they're getting yeah. hundreds of emails a day. So why should they pay attention to yours if you're not even willing to follow their instructions? So one, yeah. <laughs> follow their instructions to a T. If they say, hey, your album cover needs to be 500 pixels by 500, it better be 500 by 500. Like, you do it. Even if, it, if you feel like it's mundane, if you feel like, man, this is so aggravating, why am I doing this? You're doing it so that you can get that social proof and that attention so you can have the chance of getting that super fan. That is why. Um, what I will also say is, have patience when you do follow their instructions and you send emails, because if they are getting a lot of emails, uh, a lot of times these are people with regular jobs too. Um, so they, they may have families, they have other obligations, they're paying bills, they're doing things. Some of them are artists themselves. Um, yeah. And they might, um, they may, they may just not have not even gotten to your email. Uh, a lot of times artists, especially newer ones, they'll, they'll respond back after two days and be like, Hey, did you see my email? Hey, did you see my email? Uh, yeah. Delete. Um, you, you gotta be patient, which is also why if it's, if it's a part of your promotion plan, you should be sending emails to them weeks ahead of time before you release anyway. Um, you know, I do my best to send it like way, way, way in advance, um, and say like, Hey, this is the date of my release. Um, this is what the cover looks like. Things like that. Send it way ahead of time. So say they don't respond to you until two weeks later, Hey, at least you did it early. Um, and then yeah. you're not frustrated. Do it, do it ahead of time. And if a blog never, ever responds, right? Say it's been like a month. Okay, then send another email. And then if you wait another month and no response, then maybe they're just not doing it anymore. Like if you're, yeah. if you're paying attention to these blogs, make sure that you like check out their social media too. And at, sometimes check the comments because you'll be able to tell how real this blog is. Uh, you don't want to waste, waste time and money. So yeah. uh, do, just do your research and please, if you're going to submit, follow their instructions. Just please follow their instructions. Yeah. And, and to expand on what you said about how a lot of these bloggers are, they're also other artists, they're, they have a day job, they have, they get a bunch of submissions per day. Like I'm a curator on SubmitHub um, and I get 80 songs a day for my playlists. I can't, I can't listen to 80 songs a day, even though they're all, I'm getting paid for them. You know, I'm getting like, yeah. I don't have the time to go through them all. And so a lot of them end up expiring. Um, and it's just because I just don't have the time. Like I work a day job. And then, of course, my email, I get all those emails per day. And so if someone, like I want all my music submissions through SubmitHub. If someone sends me a song through email, 
I'm either like not going to respond or open it because I have like a bunch of other emails to get to. Or if I reply, I'm just going to be like, go to submit hub <laughs> just to keep yeah. all my stuff organized. And that's, I can imagine how if you're a blog, which like the, the barrier to entry for a blog is way more than a playlist. Like for me to add a song, it's just like click <laughs> for them. They have to yeah. write a couple paragraph thing and like upload a picture and it's, it's a lot more work. So the other thing I'd say keep in mind is that if they're a blog, a lot of blogs will have an acceptance rate of like 2%. So mm. don't get discouraged if uh, if you submit to 100 and you only get on 2. And don't be discouraged if 80 of them don't even reply to you, even if you did follow the guidelines. Like, these are busy people. And um, a lot of them, they don't make much or any money doing it. They do it because they love it or because... Well, yeah, they do it because they love it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the only reason I can I can think of at that point. It's like unless someone uh, someone's uh, you know threatening to to hurt them, you will listen to this song. You will review it. And you will post it. Yeah, like they're, they're either getting paid to do it or they love it, and a lot of them aren't getting paid. Or if they are, it's it's very little. Like it's an accessory to their their already busy life, their day job, and their music career on the side or whatever. Absolutely. Um, so cool. Those are some great questions, guys. Another thing I wanted to uh, to dive in from what I initially planned is you uh, you have a company called Create Greatness. Yes. And I'll just, just let you explain it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, I I realized, man, when, when I was doing music, or I'm still doing music, but like as I've just kind of grown in my in my career, I realized that there were a lot of moments where I felt like, man if people that were in it longer than me had just like reached out their hand a little bit and not necessarily like done the work for me, but just saying like, Hey, these are mistakes I made. You don't have to make these mistakes. Right. Uh, I, I thought that that would have been great. So, uh, myself and a few others decided like, yo, let's build a community. Like not like, Hey, let's just throw a show or throw an event. Like, like let's yeah. legit do it. Um, so we started, uh, we started, a um, an organization called create greatness. And uh, we, we've thrown seminars, we've thrown conferences, uh, we've invited uh, people uh, like pro golfer, uh, or uh, not, I say pro golfer, he does a lot of golfing, he's not a golfer, uh, uh, director, um, Justin Whelan, um, he's done, uh, he's actually a Grammy Award uh, winner, uh, Cato on the track, very popular music producer, he came down and spoke as well, uh, and it is great, we, we focus on um, not just like music development, but the psyche of an artist. Like that's huge. You know, you can be very, very talented, but if you don't have the mindset to be successful, you know, you're you're gonna complain, you're gonna say people <laughs> don't support you, you're gonna expect your family and friends to be your fans, you know, a whole bunch of other things. So we, we just wanted to have something to where we could, every, every artist can get together, be on the same page and go like, look, we're all trying to be successful, but let's help each other out in trying to get there. Like, what do you do? Okay, what does she do? And, and just having those tough conversations uh, that we need to have, like, you know, sometimes it might just be like, hey, you're talented, but you're just thinking way too hard. Release that song. <laughs> and then other times it's like, yo, you're being lazy. And and, and those are yeah. tough conversations. Like, those are tough conversations. Um, and create, it's spelled C-R-E, the number eight. Um, and the eight kind of stands for like the eight pillars of a creative. So some of those pillars are about like, your, your diet, which I know artists don't talk about a lot, but we should, because it ultimately affects your performance on stage. 
and you don't want to get through one song and you're already dying and you have a 45 minute set. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, things like your diet, your mentality, um, you know, making time for yourself to, to decompress and not always be 100% music sometimes. Sometimes you do need that break. Do something you enjoy. Go outside, play video games, hang out with friends. Granted, this is pre-COVID and post-COVID, so yeah. ignore that. Uh, but, you know, like that's that's what Create's about. Create is just uh, building community and, and allowing people to be themselves and, and create um, whatever they make. And, and that's not just music artists, that's producers, that's videographers, but because we're all in the same vein, we all help each other. Um, I figured like, let's push each other. Let, let's, let's go, let's do something big. Yeah, and it, it sounds great. So how does someone actually like get involved and in, in partake in, in Create Greatness? Is it like a, so, uh, is it like a community so, and like a Facebook group or is it just like a, a fee to join or is it free or is it like, I guess, explain. Yeah. That. So there is a, uh, right now we've been, we've been trying to, uh, trying to kind of figure out creative ways to, 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 to keep uh, people connected during the, the COVID situation. Hmm. And uh, cause normally we would like throw a conference every year and, and then have like many seminars throughout the year. Um, and what we're, we're thinking about is, okay, maybe having like, there's a group called the Create Cloud. Um, and generally it's not a promotion uh, group. It's just like, I'll put my new videos that I release in there to help out music artists and things like that. Yeah. And then if someone has a question, you know, they, they can post it in there, uh, which is funny because most of the people in the group are kind of like introverts. So <laughs> a lot of times they won't ask questions, but they'll watch the video. So they'll click on the YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you're, if anyone's interested on Facebook, they can type in uh, the create cloud CRE, the number eight, and uh, they can join anyone, anyone can join. And if you have questions, feel free to put them in there. Or if there are topics that you want, uh, myself or other people to talk about, you can you can put them in there. Or if you're watching videos by by Andrew and you're like, yo, this is a dope video, I need to put it in the group, throw it in the group. Like we're I'm, I'm, we're all, we're all for that. You know, we don't want people to feel isolated. Yeah, and and I, just like outside of your group, so like everyone, go check out that group um, because it's always good to be part of a community. But I, I'll like, I want to like, recommend like I've I've found a lot of value in being part of of groups like that. Aside from you mm -hmm. know I, I haven't joined yours so. I'm going to join yours after this, but um, one, one, another group that I, I want to recommend that everyone should join is Indopreneur has a free group too. That's it's great group. It's yours. You're in it too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Like there is a paid one that's part of their paid monthly plan, but even their free group is an incredible resource and all the, like the perks you just, just described. And it's worth being in a couple of these groups. I'm in like seven <laughs> or something. Um, <laughs> uh, they'll all have these different pockets and types of people that will be asking these questions that you may or may not have. And every time I read one, even if it's something that I can, that is not helping me, it's something I can help them with, it still helps me out because I have to kind of think about what I would do in that situation. Um, and a lot of the times you can still part, you can ask a question and that is great because you're not only are you helping yourself, but you're encouraging other people who may have that same question to, to kind of learn from it too. So. And then the, the last part about these groups that I'll say is like, it's totally worth it. Cause a lot of people are like, man, I don't want to join a group. Like go join some groups and interact. But the, the last part is that being a music artist is kind of a lonely experience at times, especially nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this whole networking thing at the very least is a way to not feel like you're the only person in your social circle that does music because I don't know anyone else that like makes music, runs Facebook ads, puts up YouTube videos in my real life. 
But if I look mm-hmm. at my online life, I've made a lot of connections with people who do what I do. And that makes the whole thing feel a little more like a community. Yeah. So I agree with that 100%. Yeah. And uh, when, you know, if you're watching this as the final video, there'll be links in the description for to go join the Create Cloud. Um, right now, this is not just because it's a live stream, but yeah. And another thing I wanted to bring up is you're you're a an award winning artist. Yes. So which is super cool. And um, we, we talked about the experience when we did a phone call, but um, just kind of talk through that story because I think it's it's pretty, uh, pretty cool and inspiring. Yeah, uh, there's a, uh, a group. Um, they are uh, uh, IMEA, uh, the International Music and Entertainment Association. And uh, it, it's funny, they, they're out there, they support independent artists, uh, love showcasing what they do. And um, they found me, which is which is interesting, because I'd never heard about them. So, um, you know, they found me and uh, told me that I was a, a nominee in their in their uh, award show and I was like oh okay that's interesting but I didn't think too much into it I was just like oh okay that's nice you know whatever and then um, when I got into like the top like three to five and as a finalist I was like oh okay this is a little bit more serious than I thought so I started promoting hey you know friends family go you know vote for me but I wasn't putting too much weight in it I was just like okay you know whatever happens happens well they actually had an award show that just happened to be on Father's Day weekend and they uh, wanted me to perform. And I figured, you know, it'd be a good opportunity to network and meet other people, and then I'd be performing. You know, my dad would be watching me perform. Cool, no, no biggie. Uh, but I'm still not thinking I'm gonna win anything. I'm just, I'm just one of those people. Like, I, I just, yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't like putting high expectations on things. I'm just like, hey, I'm gonna work hard, do my thing. So I, I do the performance, I get off stage, I change, and uh, I sit next to my dad. And uh, they're, it's taking forever for the hip hop category. And I'm like, yeah, what's going on? I'm, I'm hungry, I need to go. <laughs> and then uh, they finally get to the hip hop category. And uh, the first award uh, I didn't get, but then the second one was for like hip hop artist of the year. And they called my name and I kind of sat there like a little puzzled, like, <laughs> but, okay, so like I'm excited. So I get up there. And, you know, they give you like almost like your Grammys moment, 30 seconds to say, oh, I think thank my family, thank God, all those things. <laughs> and so but I was still kind of shocked. I just told everyone I was like, um, I don't know how to respond, but I'm going to say everyone that voted. Thank you. And yeah. And I just said, like, deuces and got off the stage. Right. Well, like I get off the stage and I sit back down and then they're announcing the next one. But I'm still looking at this award in my hand like, did I really just want an award? And then they call my <laughs> name up again for a song of the year. I was like, yo, what is going on? So I, I'm hearing clapping and my dad's like shaking me like, no, get back up there. Like, hurry up. <laughs> uh, so I go back up there and I get my second. And um, it, it was a great weekend and things like that. Uh, things like that. But then I realized, you know, I had some friends uh, that hit me up and we were talking and they're like, so you're an award winning artist now, right? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because normally when we say that, you know, we're thinking like yeah. someone won. Like Drake you know, or something. Yeah. Right. Like we're, we're thinking like an Oscar or Grammy, something like that. But they said like, no, like use that. Like you, you are an award-winning artist. It doesn't matter like how much weight other people put on it. Like that's the truth. And what's interesting about it is me just saying that in certain spaces has, you know, opened up other opportunities for me. Um, Even if I don't necessarily put tons of weight on it, like I'm still working hard, you know, I'm busting my tail. I'm trying to, you know, uh, obviously continue to build my following things like that, like every other artist uh, and creator. 
Um, but like, it's, it's been great. So that, that experience was just crazy. It's just like you, that's why we always tell artists like, Hey, keep, make sure your stuff looks professional on your social media, carry yourself as a professional because you don't know who's paying attention to you. And, uh, when I even asked them, how did you guys find me? They're like, Oh yeah. Someone on our staff saw one of your YouTube videos and then found (laughs) you on Instagram. And then they just threw you in as a nominee. And I'm like, that is crazy. Small world. It's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Especially like the, the music industry might seem gigantic because it, it kind of is when you look at the number of people who are in it. But, you know, it's not so massive that you'll you'll never come across these people. Like every so often I look at the the channels that are subscribed to my channel and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I watch that channel. Like how they find me? And, they, you know, they're, they're just people, right? They just search the Internet. They're into the same stuff you are, right? Because they're in the music industry. So it makes sense that eventually once you put out enough content – and once you kind of gain, you know, you're, you kind of get your snowball rolling, so to speak, you're going to bump into them eventually. So you better make sure that when you do, you're in a good enough light that they, they actually care, right? Right, <laughs> and, absolutely. And so that got you nominated. You mentioned that at some point you you had to promote it because it was kind of like a voting thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, what do you, like, what kind of people did you reach out to to get to vote for you for that contest oh man so that yeah because those those things can be tricky so it, immediately in my head i was like okay the the closest to you right so your family your friends co-workers mm-hmm. uh people that you already uh connect with uh yeah i'm thinking about open mics you know um <laughs> shows that i did i'm contacting these people and then you know another big thing for artists email lists yeah, uh, you know, email list. I think I think artists, we, we gotta. If you haven't jumped on that wave, you gotta jump on that wave. Um, you know, being able to go, oh wait, I can easily contact like this large group of people by shooting out an email, and if they're already my supporters, all they're literally doing is open up the email, clicking on the link, and then voting. Like that's it. Yeah. Um, and so that was a, that was a huge thing for me is is realizing that man, all the work that I had put in for a couple of years to build up my Instagram and my Facebook and making sure that it looks clean and good. And then, uh, and then my email list as well. And then just for that moment to happen, I, I felt like I was ready. Like it was like, yeah. Oh wow. Like this is way easier than maybe for other people because now they're like, how am I going to, how am I going to promote this? How am I going to push this to other people? And um, it, it's, it's, it's great. I think one thing I try to make sure I, I remind artists of is you have to be ready for the opportunity. I think sometimes we always feel like we're ready and that we just should just get every opportunity to be on big stages and do shows and be on blogs. But the truth of the matter is like, it takes time to build up to that so that you are ready. Um, Artists like, I'll put it this way. Labels don't want artists that need to be developed. They want artists that are ready now, um, that have their aesthetics. They know their brand. They know who they are, all those other things. Like they, they want already as close to finished product as possible. Um, and that's not to say every artist wants to be assigned to a label, but even if you want to maintain indie, like stay indie, you need to look as if you're represented by something uh, or someone. Uh, so like, that was just one of those situations where I just put in enough time and work to where when I ask people like, Hey, can you vote for me? Because I never really asked my supporters for anything. I'm always give, give, give content, give content, give content, uh, content. So when you say, Hey, can you go vote for me? Or, Hey, I got new merch. I'll go check it out. They're more than willing to do it. Yeah, and I, I said this on another one of these podcast episodes um, with Outlook the Rapper because he had a cool opportunity where he got to go to Cuba and play a festival with only, literally only like a thousand plays on, on his song or whatever. Because wow. as just like your situation, 
one person found his song who was like in charge of filling up these festival slots. They loved it and they're just like, you wouldn't be down to like fly to Cuba for a weekend, would you? And he's just like, heck yeah, man, <laughs> bring me, bring me wow. to Cuba. 